Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Well, today we're somewhere in Southeast Asia and we're talking to Johnny. Johnny and his wife and family have been in the region now for about 14 years. They've ridden the uh, roller coaster of being movement catalysts. They've learned some things along the way. And uh, they've got plenty of great and encouraging stories and lessons to share. I'm actually from the, the, the U.S. And so my exposure to movements really began when I was discipled by missionaries who kind of reached out to me. I was just this uh, young delinquent involved in, uh, um, you know, gangs and group homes, and I heard the gospel, and that became um, my discipleship journey. And so um, we started a just a kind of a small church in uh, San Diego, and it was really diverse, and that that was my training grounds in a sense for cross cultural work. Um, and we started different small groups around the city. And we moved to Southeast Asia probably 14 years ago, my, my, my wife and I. Uh, and at that time, I had maybe read a, a couple things on movements, uh, but had never really seen or really practiced in a sense. Mm. Um, but, but that's how it began. It began organically as I was discipled. I, mean, I think just going back to the scriptures and just seeing, again, um, just the pattern of the kingdom growth and the parables, of course, the book of Acts. Uh, but for the first couple of years, we kind of labored and we learned. We, we did different businesses. I mean, this country where we lived uh, was a close, you know, socialist country. It's a Buddhist animist country. And so how do you enter into the fields? You know, how do you uh, share it in a way that's reproducible? And how do you help people obey Jesus? Um, all those things I was learning as we were entering, as we were doing it. And, uh, but yeah, those, those parables, Mark chapter four, the book of Acts, it became alive. You know, it became the, the, the two book. I mean, it is, it is, it's, it's the living word, but it became so real. I felt like we were living in the book of Acts as we saw um, God's faithfulness through just being obedient. So the country we lived and worked uh, for about 10 years or so, we lived in this one just kind of small province in the central part of the Southeast Asian country. Uh, my wife and I, we had teams around us, uh, small teams for the most part. And we labored amongst this people group called the So. There was about 120,000 So people in this particular province. And we chose that province because of the gap. So we looked at the entire country and we said, hey, these people are um, without access to the gospel. And that's how we made our decision. We didn't choose to live in the big city with all the expats and, you know, uh, the cheese and the bacon and <laughs> the uh, amenities. But we chose specifically to be amongst uh, that area. Um, obviously, in those types of country, you can't just move in and live with the people. And so we had to think of creative businesses to do. Um, and so for the first couple of years, this is probably from 2008 to 2012, uh, we just learned, labored through business and built relationships. But it was 2012 that we began to um, enter into the fields. And for the period of about four or five years, we had 40 uh, 
50 different teams from mostly the U.S. prayer walking through all these 250 so villages. So lots of people through the network came. Uh, a couple people that have been on uh, your podcast, different mutual friends. We've had people physically walk, pray on site with insight. And every church that we've seen, every place that has fruit, at one point in time, there were people physically prayer walking through these places. And the so people now have actual uh, church planning leaders. They have a fourth generation church. Uh, they have disciples that are, um, you know, six or seven, eight generations deep. Again, this is this is this is a very small context. It's a very small geographical area, and so to see fourth generation amongst an unreached people who are now reaching out to other unengaged groups that that's a miracle. It was early on that I woke up in this village way off the beaten path. It was the last village right before the next country. And my friend, Tong Sin, he's one of the first family of believers amongst this people group. So I I said, Tong Sin, come to me with, um, come to me to the river, right? So we we walked to the river and on the other side of the river was this, this, another village. And I said, Hey, Tong Sin, who lives there? And he said, the yellow leaf people, the, 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 the yellow leaf slaves. So in that country, they, they have this term for ethnic minority groups and they call them slaves. But I said, Hey, do they have the gospel? And he said, no. And I said, well, who's going to tell them? And he said, well, it's going to have to be me. I said, that's right. Um, in fact, last night I had a dream as I was sleeping in your village that you and your people were going to share with all these surrounding villages. I, I actually had that dream and I need to share that with you, but it's also in the Bible. It's in Revelation. This is God's vision, God's dream. And so that was 2011. And so Tong Sin had been captured by the vision. We had made multiple trips and I would say now there are probably a good um, eight or nine churches in that area. And uh, this month, one of my key partners, um, his younger brother, is getting married to one of the soul girls in that village. And so not only is there churches, but now there's this relational connection. Now there's, there's this family connection in this unreached village. But I think vision was a key part. Um, and that was over and over again, just kind of drilling God's heart for every nation. Yeah. I think especially in a country that, you know, where we lived, we there's definitely persecution. There's definitely, you know, obstacles from the inside and from the outside. I think every time we would go out on these prayer journeys and do these trainings, I think there was always um, something at home, whether my kids got sick or my wife was stressed out, or there was a military coup taking over the government, you know. Um, but I would say the greatest struggle and obstacle was from the church itself. And so you had groups and believers being baptized and baptizing others. And oftentimes the legacy churches in the provinces would, would give you a hard time. Mm. And it was probably in 2018 that um, we got a invitation from a key leader his name was uh, uh, Pastor C. Now, Pastor C has been a great supporter. So he's been an insider of the Legacy Church this whole time. 
But at the same time, he 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 loved on us and he supported us and he even helped organize lots of different trainings, you know. So we had an insider in the Legacy Church, and he said, Johnny, um, can you and uh, your team share what God is doing with Dr. K? And so Dr. K is the leader of this legacy church in the country. He's like the president, you know, he's like the, the top dog. And we were like, why would he listen to us? You know, we're young, you know, we're doing our own thing and say, no, 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 you just need to share what God is doing. And so me, uh, Steve S and uh, a team of others, you know, practitioners shared what God was doing. We just shared stories. And Dr. K said, um, just give me a few days to kind of look over and think about it and pray about it. And uh, we actually handed him Ying Kai and Steve Smith's book uh, in, in the local language. Uh, and uh, he read it like three times that week, called us back. And he said, can you do a training for all the leaders in the country? Mm. And that began just this relationship with the Legacy Church that we didn't expect because in the past they were just hindering the work. But now they're saying, we want to be a part of it. And that year we brought people like Kumar. Uh, he is a, a, a great friend and fruitful practitioner from, from India, as you know, Steve, and different friends like Daniel S. So just kind of this, this network, you know, of, of uh, no place left and movements This kind of was also a part of what God was doing. And since then, we've trained over... Uh, 5,000 leaders throughout the entire country. And uh, we're seeing an, an access of a thousand new groups started every year um, throughout the entire country. And Dr. K and the legacy churches, um, at, at least from the top, are no longer a hindrance, but they're saying, we want to be a part of what God is doing. You know, it's not Johnny's vision, it's not, but it's God's vision, right? To, to release people to baptize and to start reproducing groups everywhere. So that's that's where we are now from one small people group, now reaching every single people group in this country. Wow, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So you're learning with the so people <laughs> what it was going to take. And I imagine learning some lessons about strategy, but also learning some let us lessons about the battle and how God shapes you for this. But then there came the time where the floodgates opened, doors opened, but you were ready for that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's God's God's timing, the spirit mm-hmm. of God moving. Dr. K at that time, he was in his mid 70s, he's now in his early 80s. And so here's the spirit of God moving in. A patriarch, right? In an mm. older, you know, person who's had all these ideas. And he said several times, you know, we've done discipleship ministry for you know 30, 40 years, but in the past four or five years, we've never seen growth on this scale, right? Like never before. Mm. And it's because, you know, we have rallied around, you know, God's fame amongst every people, uh, making disciples, releasing the everyone to baptize and releasing everyone to start churches, you know, that's huge for this culture where it's, you know, top Mm. down it's, 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 and, and we're seeing stuff happen from the bottom up, but yeah, I praise God. And, and it's, it's really not, 
you know, not us, you know, it's really God just moving and just saying, Hey, we'll be available. But at the same time, we're going to focus, we're going to drill down. We're, we're, we're going to do quality work in the small field that God has given us. And now he's saying, Hey, we want you to see every single people group reach. So there's over 130 different ethnic groups in this country. Mm. Uh, about 60 or 70 are completely unengaged, but we're working with the legacy church, working with other groups, working with our teams on the ground and we're reproducing again, you know, entering into the harvest, you know, some people call it the four fields, but we're doing all these things from the top level to the village level with a focus on the remaining groups. And their vision is to see every single people group reach by the year 2030 to see leaders and churches and every single group by 2030. I think it's going to happen before that. So what are you learning about how God works to to impact a nation with movements? I think it takes uh, definitely, you know, hardship, but people who are willing to be unnamed and unrecognized, especially in our world today. Now we have, you know, top leaders. We have people who speak well, are very charismatic, you know, uh, write well. And it's the same in this in this in this culture, in this country. And those in reality are not the fruitful practitioners. I mean, they, they definitely help, they definitely catalyze, and they definitely, but those those individuals who you know don't write or don't own any shoes, but they're willing to walk four hours in sandals, you know, they're willing to take a motorbike and go two hours, and they're willing to be questioned by the police. So I got a call in, I think December, this was 2020 during COVID from one of my friends. Uh, he's, we'll just call him Sumbun. And I'm like, Sumbun, aren't you supposed to be in jail right now? You know, cause he's, <laughs> he's actually, he's, and he's whispering. He's like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, Pastor Johnny, I'm calling you from the bathroom, you know, in, 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 in prison. And, and he's given me an update. Now him, and his wife are both in in in, in that jail place. Uh, there's another pastor, and so these three individuals were, um, you know, officiating a, a church revival in one of these unreached villages. There was over 400 people mm-hmm. in this. I mean, it's huge for this country. 400 villagers gathering, and so they charged him with not having the correct permission or paperwork. Mm-hmm. And so him and his wife and this other leader spent. Uh, a good five to six months. So he called me and he was just giving me an update on how he's sharing the gospel. And I, I tried to encourage him. And he was also asking for help because he wasn't getting help from the legacy churches. They're, they're slow. You know how, you know how they are. They're, they're super slow and getting anything done. Uh, but we still love them. And so he was finally released after we, we did send some help, prayed for him. And again, he continues to send me uh, pictures and he's still baptizing, you know, even though he's on parole and they're watching him, he still needs to pay this, this, this fine, which is super bogus. It's, it's, it's very uh, not fair, um, but him and his wife continue to, to labor and they continue to love others, continue to go out. And so it's people like that, you know, people like, like that, that inspire me say, Hey, it doesn't matter, Tony. You're like, 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Johnny. You don't need to compare yourself. You don't need to uh, do this or do that, but just be faithful and obedient to, 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 to what God has given you and within your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's what I've been learning. And uh, Johnny, how is God shaping you throughout this journey? I think uh, I've been learning, especially my wife and I, you know, we've, we've been for the, for the large part, um, a part of a very small team. There, there was times where we were the only English speaking family, like in the entire province. And I've been learning that, you know, I need to be intentional, number one, about uh, connecting with other leaders. And so throughout that time, I was able to kind of just do this, this uh, master's degree through um, actually through, through Fuller. And I was able to kind of continue learning, continue, um, but also just different cohorts. You know, I really enjoyed the idea of cohorts. And so learning from people like Kumar and learning from other practitioners uh, of course, I, I've been, you know, mentored by people like good people um, over the years, but learning from other practitioners in other countries, um, whether it's doing cross um, cross pollination type trainings with different field practitioners, for example, in, in Cambodia or in Vietnam or in Thailand or in Myanmar. So you kind of mix them together. It takes a lot longer with all the translation, um, but there's a lot of camaraderie there's a lot of uh, love and prayer for one another so just just learning together and and so i've been so so for me i've i've still been growing as a leader but it's only because i've been intentional to kind of seek that out otherwise you know um there's really no one around so so just just being intentional about growing and then also just being intentional about just just taking care of family and um, loving on my wife and my kids and being okay with taking more than, you know, three days of vacation, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so those are, I think, important habits that a leader needs to develop and that I've been learning, still learning how to, how to rest well. Uh, Johnny, what, what gets you out of bed in the morning? So, what gets me out of bed in the morning is just this, this vision that I've had. And I mean, it's really, it's really God's vision. It's kind of the same as that, that dream that I had one time I was in a village, you know, I'm not a very, uh, um, signs and, you know, wonders type person, but, but I've, I've seen it, I've experienced it, you know, and, uh, but many years ago, you know, I, I saw this, 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 this picture of, as I was sleeping in this village and there were really, there were idols all around in this house. Um, and it was an unreached people group village, but I saw a vision of, of these, these believers going to all these other villages, you know, and I think about that. And I also think about my key uh, friends and partners on the ground in the country. Um, I call him Noi. Noi is a very common name. And Noi has been with me and my family, him and his family. We've been together from the start, uh, going on 10 years now. And I always think back to Noi's story. And Noi says, you know, um, I was in prayer during my college days and I saw this vision. I saw this vision of 
of me going from house to house and 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 from these villages they were going to all the villages you know and uh so that that was his and then and then he was introduced to to Johnny and then he was introduced to to movements and to these disciple making principles but i think about that i was like god has implanted the vision already like the harvest is plentiful right uh, like the vision is already there. The resources are already in the harvest. The people that God wants us to meet, uh, to catalyze movements and to see reproducing churches. It, it's all there. So Johnny, it's all there. Like you don't have to, to, to worry. You don't have to strive, you know, as long as you be obedient and faithful, it's all there. I'm going to do my work, you know, and as you get up in the morning, this is the vision that I've given you. This is the vision that I've given Noi. This is the vision I've given Tong Sin. And this is the vision in my word, like I've given to all people. So that gets me up in the morning because it's like, man, God's going to do it as long as we are obedient, as long as we're faithful, as long as we're teachable. Um, he's, he's doing it and he will get it done. Well, if you'd like to find out more about uh, Johnny's ministry in uh, Southeast Asia, uh, follow the links at movements.net for episode 268. This has been Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.